Ken Bronco on why Brisbane can finally weather the storm, how Nico and the Sharks can reverse the club's finals curse, and why Sam Walker and the Roosters are relishing the challenge of a hostile shark park. It's Thursday the 7th of September, and this is Rugby League Today. Yes, a very big welcome to your Thursday edition of Rugby League today. Your finals footy are fast approaching. We're going to get into all of that very, very soon. Coming up today, we're going to hear from Broncos lock Pat Carrigan, who says, despite the recent run of losses, and 14 of them, in fact, 14 consecutive losses to the Melbourne Storm. Can you believe that? I couldn't when I heard that today. Paddy Carrigan, he thinks that the Broncos have what it takes to turn that record around tomorrow night when the Melbourne Storm come to Suncorp Stadium. As well as that, Nico Hines, uh, he fronted the media down there at Shark Park and he's pretty confident, again, that the Sharks can overturn their straight sets exit from the 2022 campaign. That all gets underway on a Saturday night against the Sydney Roosters. Speaking of the Roosters, there's been plenty of talk about should that game between the Sharks and Roosters be played at Allianz Stadium, Shark Park or elsewhere. Uh, Sammy Walker, he's only come back into this Roosters fold quite recently. And he says that his side is using uh, the hostility of what will be a packed Shark Park as motivation to get the job done. Backs against the wall type stuff for the Roosters. We will get to that very soon. Before that, though, let's recap some more of these Player of the Year awards, which have been run and won for clubs outside of the top eight. Now, we mentioned on Wednesday morning that a couple of these awards had been started to be handed out. Kalen Ponga, he took home the Knights Best and Fairest. And down at the West Tigers, it was... Rookie Jareen Buller, who did the same. He won the Kelly Barnes Medal for the West Tigers Player of the Year Award and uh, as well as that, took home the Members Player of the Year Award and the Players Player of the Year Award. So one of those names that we did speak about quite frequently in rounds, I want to say about round 9 to 15 in Supercoach terms. Uh, He has proven that Supercoach scores, they do sometimes translate into uh, bigger things off the field. And Jareen Buller, congratulations in your rookie season, taking home all of the honours there at the West Tigers end-of-year function. So too you could say the same about uh, Jacob Preston of the Bulldogs who did the exact same at Triple Treat, the Players Player of the Year Award, the Members Player of the Year Award and the Top Gong there, the Player of the Year Award. From two rookies to one of the competition's eldest players, Daly Cherry Evans, he has been crowned the Sea Eagles' best and after what we've seen in the last month from DCE in the absence of a couple of stars around him, Ruben Garrick fell over late and obviously played most of the season without Tommy Trevojevic in that team. He's just stood up above all others out there at Manly and only deservedly so has he gone home with the Player of the Year award out there at the Seagulls. Now back to business, talking NRL finals. We did mention that Paddy Carrigan, he says that uh, he's pretty confident that the Broncos can overturn this dreadful run uh, of 14 straight losses against the Melbourne Storm. Carrigan himself, he's been missing from the Broncos squad the last couple of weeks with what was initially feared to be a Lisk Frank injury. So uh, he says he's 100% fit now, ready to go. He's not injured in the slightest, and he and the side will hold no fear going into a Friday night footy despite the daunting record. Been doing all the extra stuff at training. I think sometimes when you miss a couple of games, you can kind of fall out of the flow of stuff. But, um, no, I feel really good. Done two weeks of full training and um, ready to go. Oh, I wouldn't say we fear them. I just think like, proof's in the pudding. They've beaten us. Um, I don't know how many times it is. You know, I've never beat them, whatever. I don't really care. Um, 
proof comes out Friday night. We just got to play our brand of footy. Um, there's no denying that they're a quality team and they got strike everywhere. And um, Melbourne and Melbourne, they're going to be on. They have been for the last 10 years. So um, I'm excited to go. I know both teams are going to be up for it. They got a good forward pack and um, it's going to be fun. Credit where credit's due. They got a great system, great coach, great players, um, and that team's no different. Um, anyone that puts on a Melbourne jersey's never let them down. And um, credit to them. But I'm confident in this team, and it's the same thing you've seen. I don't know how many guys have played this year, but if it's 30 or 36, we got here together, and um, you know we're going to win together on Friday. Night. Broncos second favourite to take out the premiership with Top Sport three dollars and ten. You're getting second only to Penrith Panthers, who are two dollars and forty to lift the premiership trophy for a third successive year. You think uh, a win against the Melbourne here in the first week of the finals would surely set them on their way uh, to being crowned premiers, or at least making the grand final. They will start favourites against the Melbourne Storm this week, a dollar fifty nine to two dollars and thirty five. The Melbourne Storm outsiders with Top Sport. Uh, it's crazy to think that that's what we're reading. History counts for nothing when it comes to finals footy, and that's it right there in black and white. Uh, that is also the sentiments that the Sharks are taking down there at Shark Park. They're ready to turn around the failures of their 2022 campaign. Now, it sounds harsh to call it a failure last season, but ultimately, that's what it was. Cronulla finished the year second behind only the Penrith Panthers. They had won 18 games and lost just six in the regular season. But then, we all know how it finished. They were bundled out in straight sets after losses to the Cowboys and the Rabbitohs. But Nico Hines, their inspirational captain, their number seven, their halfback, their leader, the 2022 Dalian Player of the Year, he says that that counts for nothing now, heading into a new final series, starting on Saturday night against the Roosters. That's a whole year ago, and um, we're a complete different team. Um, we've worked hard to turn our wrongs into rights, and um, you know, if we're sitting here thinking about last year, then not doing this team justice and um, looking back right now is not important to us what's important is turning up tomorrow and training really hard and um, previewing what the Roosters are going to do um, and then putting into the training paddock and uh, moving forward. Oh, probably just moments. Um, there's certain moments in games that the game changes and um, there's little things probably the kick chase is one kick chase that hurt us last year and that's something so small but can end up in such a big thing in, an, in a finals game so yeah just turning those little moments into winning moments for us and um, yeah keeping the foot on the throat Sharks fullback Connor Tracy has declared his fitness to line up against the Roosters although Will Kennedy he is waiting in the wings and he will uh, be getting ever closer to a return he is in the extended squad still as it is on Thursday Thursday morning, and we will see how that plays out closer to kickoff. Nico's opposite number, Roosters number seven, Sam Walker. He returns to Shark Park for the first time since round seven. Now, coincidentally, that was Sam Walker's last game in the top flight before he was dropped to New South Wales Cup and subsequently injured. Uh, Walker made 30 tackles that night, and only back row pairing Egan and Nat Butcher made more tackles. And the slightly built halfback, he says he's expecting plenty of traffic to come his way again on Saturday night, but he's in Embracing the challenge head on, so too the Roosters are playing at an away venue in the first week of the finals. So obviously it's a it's a really cool ground to play at. I think the atmosphere, the um, uh, the the crowd's almost on top of you there, and yeah. I think it'll be ninety five percent sharks sharks supporters down there. So no, it's um, yeah, going to enemy territory there. I think we can really set a set a tone there. Yeah, we've been playing finals for the last five or six yeah. weeks now. You know what I mean? So it's it's so different for us um, to go about our business there and. 
Um, yeah, I know the boys are boys are humming. We got a big day of training today, so um, iron out a few things and um, yeah, really go out there and attack Saturday night. Winning football games, you know, really yeah, really goes a long <laughs> goes a long way in that. There's a little bit less less anxiousness going into meetings and everything like that. But um, yeah, I think you know, this is the time of the year you want to be playing footy and yeah, throughout the whole club, not just the players, but the staff, everyone around in the building, you know, you can really feel that energy and it um you know it migrates to us and, and migrates to the games on the on the uh, on the weekend. Now looking again with top sport, the Sharks and Roosters, it's a dollar ninety each of two here head to head. There isn't even a line, so uh, it's straight pick'em uh, situation type here. Uh, over or under forty and a half points, so expecting a bit of a grind down there at Shark Park on Saturday night. Looking at some of these other markets head to head, the Panthers they've actually been wound in into a dollar nineteen. The Warriors out to four dollars seventy five, and that line has grown from what was twelve. And a half on Tuesday to 13 and a half on Thursday morning. Uh, the line also 13 and a half for the Canberra Raiders who will travel to Newcastle on Sunday afternoon. Remember, if you are having a bet this final series, you can do so with Top Sport. If you aren't a customer, you can use the coach SCOACH365 when signing up. That'll just let Tristan and the team know that we sent you there. Uh, and if you are having a bet, uh, be it this weekend or throughout the rest of the final series, ask yourself the question, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Quick look around this morning's papers. The Sydney Morning Herald are reporting that James Tedesco has come out and defended his place as New South Wales Blues captain. They've also said that uh, how uh, Teddy went into bat alongside Nico Hines. He sent uh, the Cronulla Sharks half a text message during that Origin campaign, the much-publicised down period for Nico Hines this season. He's come back, he's bounced back from that Nico Hines, but during that time he would have sought some uh, support from his uh, now opposite captain this weekend. So you can check all that out, sittingmorningherald.com.au. But looking uh, at the Telegraph, something I just wanted to pinpoint, and I haven't had a read of this yet, but some live reaction to uh, Peter Bedell's from the Courier Mail, in fact, his NRL Finals X-Factors from every club. So we'll quickly go through those here and see if I necessarily agree or disagree or I'm somewhere in between. Between. At the Brisbane Broncos, uh, he's named Payne Haas as the X-Factor. I tend to agree. I think Payne Haas sets the Broncos into motion. They get to play a lot of the footy off the back of his offloads. Could go forward. He's post-contact metres as well. Personally, I probably would have had Reese Walsh in this category. I think what we saw from him during that Origin campaign and what we have seen from Reese Walsh time and time again this season, I think... Um, they can probably win the comp without Payne Haas. I sound, that may sound a little bit surprising to some. I don't know if they could win this competition without Reese Walsh. I think uh, as much as Payne Haas is a great player and what we've seen time and time again, he, he can play big minutes, has a big motor, and he does have that X-factor quality about him. I think Reese Walsh potentially is just a player that can find something out of nowhere, uh, game on the line type stuff. They're down by two or four points with a minute to play. Who's going to get them out of that hole? I'd probably go with Reese Walsh there. Uh, and, and I say that purely because of his speed. He's just got something that not many others on that field have at any one time. Speaking of speed from the Melbourne Storm, Ryan Pappenhausen has been singled out as the X Factor here. Tend to agree. Uh, I think this is probably right. Even though Pappenhausen has been named to come off the bench here in the first week of the finals, I think win or lose, in the space of the next fortnight, Ryan Pappenhausen will be back in the number one jersey. I think it's probably only a matter of time before we see that. His first 80-minute game or 75 minutes or so last week was against the Broncos. I think out of respect that they're putting Nick Meaney back into that position uh, at fullback this week. Whether they win or they lose, I think 
they're going to go to Amy Park one way or another. I think by the time that they're back at Amy Park next game, whether it's for a semi-final do-or-die match or a preliminary final in a couple of weeks' time, I think Ryan Pappenhausen will be the fullback when they step out onto their home deck. Now, that may sound harsh to Nick Meaney, but much like we saw in the 2019 final series, I think it was when Craig Bellamy uh, made that tough call against uh, Brody Croft at the time, uh, shifted Jerome Hughes to halfback and, and found a way for Pappenhausen back into the team at fullback. I think they're going to do that uh, much the same here. Again, we'll see how that plays out in a couple of weeks' time. Steve Crichton is the man from the Penrith Panthers with the X Factor. Probably goes without saying that Nathan Cleary would be the obvious pick here, I feel. Uh, But yeah, again, it's hard to knock Stephen Crichton as the pick here, uh, as purely that X factor. We've seen that in the last couple of weeks, be it chasing kicks, uh, scoring tries, offloading, uh, setting up tries. Uh, Stephen Crichton does have a bit of that something out of nothing in his game. Obviously, he's coming into his last final series as a Panther as it stands at the moment. Not to say he'll never play for the Panthers again, but obviously signing with the Bulldogs from next season and beyond. Stephen Crichton, he's got a couple of games here to show, uh, again, why he is held in such a high regard out there at the foot of the mountains. Dallin Watini Zalesniak is the man from the Warriors. Now, I can see where Pete's coming from here in terms of athleticism and speed and the ability to finish off a try. In terms of X-Factor, it's probably not too far off the mark. But for me personally, the man who I think can break this final series open for the Warriors and, and maybe besides the obvious in Sean Johnson, who was probably going to go on to win a Dally M, is Adam Fenord Blake. We've seen time and time again his combination with Tohu Harris to the middle third of the field be tipping onto each other or running a line of Sean Johnson off Wade Egan straight from acting half. Much like Payne Haas, he's got that big motor, big minutes, offloading, uh, post-contact meters. He is that guy for the Warriors. I feel like he is more dynamic than some of the other forwards in this Warriors pack. Tohu Harris, he goes without saying his work rate is, is huge. It has always been huge. But AFB, probably with DWZ, I'd probably give them um, it's splitting hairs there between those two. Connor Tracy has been named as the man for the Sharks. Now, this is interesting because he is injured. Well, he had been injured last week. There's an injury cloud over him and not even a guarantee to play this weekend. Tracy himself, like we said earlier, he, he has declared his fitness, but with Will Kennedy waiting in the wings there, Very interesting decision for the Sharks to make when both of them are declared fit. Uh, Probably thinking around Nico Hines, I think much of this article here is going around the obvious. I'd probably lean towards someone like a Britain Nicara on that right side, just because you know he is such a focal point in that attack down that side. He has been the whole season. He's got that ability to score a try. He can offload. Uh, We've even seen him at different stages throughout the year pop up in the centers or on the wing, running out the back of shape. Uh, You know, Jesse Ramian runs that that block play with Nicker out the back, tipping on to Katoa. Look, I don't hate the pick Connor Tracy. I don't love it either. For me personally, I'd probably be looking at someone like a Brit Nicker. Sam Walker for the Roosters. We heard from him before, and it's hard to believe that, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he wasn't even in this team. Uh, he's found his way back into the halfback jersey, and I think that's probably the right call here. Sam Walker, we've seen it already. He's returned uh, two weeks ago, and in that time, he scored two tries, and he set the Roosters on their way to two consecutive wins. Uh, Kalen Ponga for the Newcastle Knights. That's probably one of the more obvious picks, and someone, again, around Kalen Ponga. I'd probably go with a Dom Young or a, a Marju. Um 
even Dave Gagai has been phenomenal this year. In terms of an X factor, though, it's hard to go past Dom Young, the more I think about it. And what he scored those tries against the Dragons last week, that, that has to be the definition of X factor. Uh, body just doing somersaults while he's putting the ball down over the line. Uh, Ponga is obviously the key to this team going on and, and doing anything more than winning in week one. Uh, but Dom Young, a pure X-Factor player for mine. And for the Raiders, Joey Tarpanay, yeah, again, I'd probably agree with this one. Um, now with uh, Big Papa Lee out and Corey Horsburgh as well, that forward pack is much of a muchness around Joey Tarpanay. I feel like he's got the offload in him. We have seen him break finals matches open before. My mind springs back to 2020, I think it was, the year at the Sydney Cricket Ground against the Roosters, crabbing across field, palming off defenders uh, and finding space when there wasn't any. Joey Tarpanay, he certainly is the X Factor here for the Raiders, so I agree with that one, Pete. And there we have it, the X-Factors for each of the clubs. Some hit and some miss. Right, that's where we'll leave it for your Thursday morning, of course. Uh, this time tomorrow, we'll have a more comprehensive look at the Brisbane Broncos up against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, we'll take a look at all of that, maybe try and find some anytime try scorers amongst that as well. In the meantime, give us a follow, a share on this episode of the podcast. If you are liking it, give me a DM on the Instagram as well, at supercoach365. Uh, if you missed it yesterday, I did catch up with the rugby league guru and Timmy Williams of the SC Playbook podcast on their episode of Beers and Breakevens. Uh, we went through Timmy's team, a bit of a roasting of sorts, and over the next couple of weeks, we will do this with both the Guru's Supercoach team, my Supercoach team, looking back on what went right, what went wrong. Uh, you can catch that over at Rugby League Guru on YouTube or search Beers and Breakevens, Timmy Williams Roasting. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll chat to you tomorrow.